You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 52, Attic Ventilation and Mold. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. We are on episode 52, Steve. Yep. And we do it every week, so you know what that means. <laughs> One year anniversary. Yep. It'll be our 52nd episode, but as far as the calendar days, um, that, that's in a couple days, but either way, this is our 52nd episode, so kind of crazy to think something, I don't, I don't know, when you first suggested I start doing podcasts, like poo-pooed that away for as long as I could get away with it. Exactly. So, and now one, here we are. One thing that I've, I've been big on, and our listeners know this, is consistency. So, you know, we have not missed a week yet. So, That's right. And hopefully we never will. That's right. So to all the listeners, thank you for sticking with us for a year. Yes, and please share the Toxic Mold Podcast with anyone you know who owns a home, lives in a home, and where mold may be growing. And if you've listened to enough episodes, you know that's everywhere. So please share it everywhere. All right, Steve, today we are talking about attic ventilation. How important is attic ventilation and why does it matter? It's very important uh, for several reasons. If you don't have circulation in an attic, you can get wood rot. So that can potentially lead to a structural concern. Um, then obviously we talk about it all the time, stagnant air, you know, no circulation in an attic can easily cause a mold concern. So um, obviously something typically would have to contribute to it or something would have to elevate the humidity, but the whole purpose is to keep a, keep fresh air running through there. Absolutely. So definitely it becomes really important. Now, uh, some people may ask, do all homes have attics? By definition, yes. Okay. It might be a real, like, six inches between your ceiling. Oh. Like, I'm looking at our ceiling in here, and it's a, it's a vaulted ceiling. Yeah. 
There's there's an attic area up above there, but it's only like six inches. It's tiny. Okay. So um, if you have those scissor trusses or, or vaulted ceilings, there is still technically an attic area. You just can't get to it. Um, but a lot of places, um, the rest of the ceilings or some of the ceilings are flat. So where a ceiling's flat, typically there'll be an attic hatch somewhere in there so you can get up there and look at it. So yeah, technically, yes, every home has an attic. If I mean, a typical home. So how do you ventilate an attic that only has like six inches? How do you ventilate that? So what they do is the insulation up there is bats. And so let's say, you know, let's say it's eight inches of clearance you have. So they do six inches of insulation bats. So it's not sprayed in. It's just they come in the rolls. So the rolls are bats. Is that what that is? That's what you call it. Bats is. Okay. Yeah. So does it stand for anything? Huh? Does bats stand for anything? No. Okay. No, it's just a bat is what it means. It has nothing to do with animal bats. It's just insulation that comes in those rolls. Okay. Got it. And then, you know, because other, you know, preferably we like to see spray in. Why? Blown in. Uh, just because usually you get a higher R value out of it. What's an R value? That's how they rate the um, effectiveness of, of insulation. So... And how, and how does that translate? I know you know all of this. I know you do. But if you're if you're like me, you're going, okay, why do I care about R value, which means I care about insulation being sprayed in? All right. So R values, the higher the number is, the, the better insulator it is. So if you think of just, let's just think of those sheets of foam. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. one and a half or two inch foam. That has an R value of like three. It has a little bit of insulating uh, capability, but not much. Exterior walls, depending on where you live, obviously, if you live in a cold area, you want at least like a like an R, probably, I'd say an R27. And so, going back to bats. So, bats, as the, the, the R value will determine how thick it is, okay? So, we want to go back to the attic area, and we have eight inches. We don't want... We don't want, let's say an R31 is eight inches thick. After you unroll it and, and it expands once you have installed it, you don't want that because there's nowhere for the air to go. Okay. So the lower the R value is for bats of insulation, the, the thinner the insulation will be. Does and you, that make sense? And you want the R value in attics to be lower so that air moves No, higher. Higher. The higher the number, the better the insulating value it, it brings with it. So... It's no different than, um, like, if you use uh, plastic sheathing or sheeting, um, visqueen is what I call it. The higher the number is, if it's 6 mil versus 8 mil, 8 mil is better because it's thicker. Okay. That's how they measure steel and all that, too. And so the higher the R value for insulation in general, the better it insulates your home, the cheaper your the electric bill is going to be. Yep. Okay, so, that, so to the average person... Cheaper electric bill, higher R value. Right. Yep. Okay, perfect. But, but going back to your question, though, it, it, let's just say, so we're talking about a vaulted ceiling, and you only have eight inches of clearance in there mm-hmm. between the sheetrock and then the actual subroof. If you fill that all the way in, the air is not going to circulate. So you that eight-inch space you have, you only want to take up six inches of it. So you leave that two inches on the top for the air to flow. Okay. So if you think about it, you know, if you have a ridge cap down the center of your home, the air can come in there, and then you have soffit vents out here. Um, if you do blown-in insulation, I don't know the technical term for it, but you put you put these um, 
these components that are about two foot long and you put it at the end of your trusses where it goes into the soffits. And that way when they spray insul- blown in insulation, it doesn't go and clear that, that void okay. or that hole. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So you have an air cavity that runs from the ridge out to the soffits and we don't want to block that cavity. Okay. So that air can still flow, but it's also thick enough to provide the kind of insulation exactly. that keeps utility bills down. Yep. yep. And in a, when I was doing home inspections, our standards were in our area um, that they have different zones is how they determine what you're, you should have. It's kind of like, like if you buy trees or when you plant grass, it has different climate zones. And I think we're in like zone four. I'm not for sure. But the minimum you're supposed to have in an attic is 21 inches. Or sorry, 21 is an R value, which is about 18 inches. Okay. So once again, the thickness will determine what the R value is. So the thicker the insulation is, the higher the R value it gives. Okay. So that, the, the higher the better. The higher the better. If you have all the money that you can spend a ton of money, yeah, go all out. And I mean, you can't fill the whole attic, but don't be scared to put two feet of insulation in there. So that makes so that makes a lot of sense. Now the question becomes for somebody who has already purchased a home and they're living in the home, um, how do they know whether or not they have proper ventilation? Well, visibly, um, once again, I like to refer to things say like around here. Um, you know, we, we're still getting frost on the windows in the mornings just because it's still cold. We don't. I don't think we get out of that whole frost thing till like the end of June or July. It's exactly. kind of crazy, and then we're right back into it. But anyhow, when you when you say you pull up to your house in the winter time and you can see that there's frost across the entire roof, most people think that's a bad thing, but it's actually not. That's a good thing. If you see frost across the entire roof, that's good. Now, if you look at your roof and you can see spots where it's melted mm-hmm. and spots where it hasn't, unless it's a totally different side of the roof or it's facing a different direction, that is a concern because that would tell us if it's kind of spotty, I guess is the best way to say it, okay. that they're lacking insulation up in the attic. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So, but they, you know, they can poke their head in the attic access and, you know, see in the summertime it's going to be really hot in the winter it's going to be really cold because that's the whole point. Yeah. Summertime we want to keep all the heat up there. And in the winter, we want to keep all the heat down here in that, the living space. Okay, that make that makes sense. What do you suggest that listeners do in terms of just checking things when it comes to this kind of ventilation? Well, like I said, when you pull up to your house, you know, in, after you get off of work or whatnot, look at your roof in the wintertime and just make sure, you know, it's pretty consistent frost all the way across. Okay. Not just little patchy here, little patchy there. Um you can go outside and make sure that, you know, for our listeners, they can go outside as soon as we're done with the podcast, look at the soffits, mm-hmm. which is right underneath your eaves, see if they're vented, so if they have holes, and then check and see if you have like a gable vent, which is on the end of a house. Mm-hmm. It's just this little vent. It's usually an octagon. Or you can have a ridge vent, which is for an asphalt shingled roof. Um, for our listeners that have that, that's kind of a newer thing. You'll see at the at the peak of your roof, it's a foam they have up there. And so it looks like your ridge cap is higher than it should be, but that's how it's supposed to be. Okay. And there's other ways. Um, back in the old days, when I say old days, back in the 70s, they used to have what we call as a whole house attic fan. And it was literally this huge fan that just is up in the attic area that runs on a timer. Wow. Which is what they can do in, if there's a vaulted ceiling also. Wow. 
So it's a fan that just kicks on and off, you know, every hour or whatnot. Now, a lot of the the different components and things that you're talking about checking, I feel like you've covered this in one of your Udemy courses, maybe the DIY home inspection. You showed pictures of different. So if people are listening to this and they're saying, I'm taking notes, but I I can't see in my mind what Steve is talking about. Right. They should probably check out your Udemy courses right. because you give visual pictures as you walk people through these things. Right. We have several courses. I'm always working on more. Um, they're fairly inexpensive. The The purpose with those is um, more or less, you know, like the do-it-yourself home inspection that you talked about. Let's say, you know, one of our listeners or several of them are in the market for buying a home and the whole process, and I think we just did a podcast about what to expect when buying a home. But during that process, you know, you find the house you want, you put a bid in, they accept it, then you bring in an inspector. Well, what if you bring in that inspector, you're paying him four or $500, he comes through the house, finds mold, finds structural issues. Well, you're out that inspection fee plus your time. So the purpose of that, and it's not only for potential home buyers, it's a great course. And I'm going to I'm going to create a course that's very in-depth that we're going to actually put on our website, not Udemy. Um, but it's great for someone who wants to become a home inspector. It kind of gives them the basics of what to walk through. But the big course that we'll do um, is going to be, it'll be a lot more detailed. So it's for, for the most part, so they can save money when they're purchasing a, a home so they're not paying for an inspector and the time. But, you know, if you put a offer in on a home by the time the inspector's there it's what two three weeks yeah would you think yeah about so so it's a great course and you know we have mold ones that are similar it's just it, it it's a way for our clients obviously Udemy we call them students to be educated and to save time and money absolutely so if you're listening to the podcast and you love what you're learning but you really want a more visual approach to learning what Steve is teaching here, definitely go over Udemy right. and they look you up by name, right? Yep. Okay. And I can, uh, our listeners can send me an email because I can actually give them a code or a coupon. Perfect. It's not a code, it's a coupon for a discount. Um, Udemy, it's once you pay for the course, it's lifetime, you have access to it. Um, even if I decide I'm, I don't want anything to do with Udemy anymore, it's, the courses that are on there, more, more or less, they kind of own those. So, so if a listener, you know, decides to purchase a course, you don't have to do it within, you know, six months or whatnot. You can do the course, and they're fairly short, and you can, you can, I don't know what you call it, rerun it as many times yeah, as you, you can want. Replay it. So, so definitely go to cnccontractorservices.com, and if you would like a coupon from Steve, just use our contact form to reach out and put you Demi in the subject line of that contact form. And then Steve will get you the code yep. or keep on. Yep. And then make sure, you know, for our listeners and most people would think that it's just normal that people would leave reviews, but we have a hard time, you know, getting reviews for even our books. And yeah. I, I don't understand. I, I think some people just, I don't know. They don't feel like they need to, but reviews are a big thing in our company, you yes. know, in, in our business, I guess. And so, Make sure if you buy the course, go give us a review. If there's something you didn't like, there's a Q&A on there. You can ask questions. Obviously, listening to our podcast, you can reach out to me via email. So, yeah, so yeah do that. And, um, you know, if you know any friends that could benefit from it, have them do it. And 
obviously push them to these podcasts too. Absolutely. Well, there you heard it. We will definitely talk to you on the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Oh, and before we forget, tomorrow is Cinco de That's Mayo. That's right. So those That's are them right. that celebrate it. You know, yes. for us, you know, Taco Tuesdays are always great. So. <laughs> exactly. Every <laughs> Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. Yep. So yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo, however you're celebrating it. And once again, please be sure to share this podcast and we'll catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.